and we are back i would like to apologize for our power outage here uh at the station dash that just went down twice actually we were gonna come back up a minute and a half ago and then they took us out again so you should apologize how dare you yeah how that dare was clearly us. your fault that was my fault <laughs> i want to say to all the listeners thank you so much for if you are still listening which would be great because we're in the middle of some fire right now uh let me go around the room again we have sherelle patrice right hey, hey. here our very special guest of today shanti we got on the ones and twos my man young was the producer of the year engineer extraordinaire darren in the building single darren party of one now (laughs) (laughs) as we get right back to what we were talking about now i would like to say when it comes to what were we talking about i really don't know i was so interested when you said that yeah because first of all i'll do this thing where i'll get on a roll like talking and it'll seem like i know exactly what the fuck i'm about to say and i have no idea and i was like "Mm, at some point it's gonna jog my mind. We were talking about women. We were talking about women. That's right. And women you told the lobster women. story. Yeah, that lobster story is fire. Which was amazing. Now I want to go on YouTube and oh, you got yes. yeah. Because women will pull each other down, but men will Terrible. always help each other out. And where do we leave off? I don't know. Mm. I, did we just mm. solve mm. that problem? You know, world problem solved. Right? Women problem will support solved. women. We're talking about your pet <laughs> peeves. The pet about, peeves oh, of relationship. Oh, that's where we left. Pet oh, peeves. Oh, yeah. Which is just right. Communication mm-hmm. for yeah. me. And oh, this is what I was saying. That there are no male or female emotions. Yeah. And that, it's always bothered me that like, um, you know, men are supposed to be strong and women are supposed to be um, emotional. Yeah. That just doesn't make any sense to me. As a, a well-rounded person should have all emotions, otherwise yeah. they can't understand other people. And so that's my biggest pet peeve: is anytime mm-hmm. someone comes into an, a relationship of any kind, friendship, or you know, you're my director, or mm-hmm. you're anything, and you're trying to like only have certain emotions and cut off other things and mm-hmm. not communicate. That's no good for me. That makes sense, uh, Sherelle. What are one of your relationship pet peeves? As if you've been in one long enough. First of all, first of all. Okay, so I'm like borderline OCD. And so I really detest like messiness mm. and like leaving the toilet seat up or like mm. leaving stuff cluttered or like hair in bathrooms, mm-hmm. like just overall cleanliness stuff, like mm. or lack of cleanliness. That's oh, a big yeah. pet peeve for me. Like I can't, it affects my like emotional well being. I'm like, oh, I'm anxious. <laughs> so it's like something that is a real legitimate pet peeve is just like stuff like that. Like, mm. oh, I'm right there with you. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. I see you yeah. took a glance at your man over there with that, uh, that glance. I, I don't have to glance at him. We're good. <laughs> he seems to, extremely clean oh, and seems straight he, together. He wouldn't organized. be my man if, if that wasn't Ow. the case. I love um, so and for yours. Me, yeah. Mm, relationship pet peeve for me, Tange is literally perfect. Aww. All these stuff that I have are like nitpicky stuff. So the nitpicky stuff that I have is when she feels that I'm lying about something, she'll then continue to talk like, you oh, know, it's fine because you're lying. And I'm like, if you could just let me get this out. <laughs> so that's probably a pet peeve, not letting me uh, finish a sentence, like interrupting me. Um, when it comes to people, what are your, you know what? Give me your relationship, not relationship, uh, your business pet peeves. In this business, what are your pet peeves? Oh gosh, when people are not professional. Mm. Like, and that's the, it's all over the place. When people pretend to be very professional and then they've actually just skipped like the first 15 steps and go straight to the, like, that's just ridiculous. Um, Oh, there's just too many. It's like when when pe- when you're on set and you you don't have a script supervisor because who needs a script supervisor, <laughs> yeah. right? And you're like, oh my gosh, like you're just you're skipping all of the important. I I, I think I'm a lot like you. I'm a little OCD with mm-hmm. with 
I, I, you know what? I've actually qualified this. I don't know if I am OCD because I think OCD people who have OCD feel like they can't control their need for cleanliness mm-hmm. or their need for organization. I can totally control it. I just much prefer a world where things are organized. Yeah. You know, yeah. it makes me feel at ease. Mm-hmm. So when I'm working with people who just just want to skip all the different steps and yeah. don't you don't need this and I'll just stand here and, and hold this light. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That bothers me because there's a you know there there are a lot of people's jobs that you just decided yeah. are not important and they actually are very important. Yeah, Sherelle, in this business, what are one of your pet peeves? Um, with my biggest one, I guess, comes down to money when people don't value mm-hmm. my worth mm-hmm. financially. Um, because especially since I do more digital media stuff, like, you know, it's a different world where it's like when you're an actor, you have union, you have certain things that are like mm-hmm. contractually obligated. And there's a little oh, bit more yeah. structured, but within the digital media realm, it's still kind of very much a free for all. And a lot of brands are still figuring out like, what is an influencer's worth and whatnot? And so with that, it's like having people think like, oh, I'm going to work for free or, oh, I'm going to work for a low cost thing and mm. being like, why do I have to explain this? Like I'm shooting, like, and I shoot all my own content and mm-hmm. everything. And it's like, I have a $3,000 camera. I'm like, how do you think this gets paid for? Like yeah. the equipment that I put in the time and, and not every influencer or person puts this time or has this mm-hmm. type of equipment. But when you do bring your craft to a certain level mm-hmm. and a certain professionalism, I'm like, if you hired an marketing agency for this video mm-hmm. you would have spent ten twenty thousand dollars happily too exactly mm-hmm. with no questions out checks da, 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 done so yeah. why is it any different if i'm giving you a quality video at that same yeah. level so yeah. it's so true your time is is what you have to sell and when people undervalue it you're letting them undervalue your business mm-hmm. right and so it is important to stand for that Good for you. I'll say uh, when it comes to this business, one is when things don't start on time. If, uh, mm. you know, we all will work on a production and we know the specific type of production. Like, all right, this ain't going to start on time, <laughs> mm. but I'm cool because I know that going in. Yes. Right. When it's right. a new situation and a new production, if I go in there and they're not starting on time, I'm pissed because I'm like, fam, that means that this is going to take that much longer. I don't like to have to uh, throw a different hat on. Like, mm-hmm. if I come in there to act, I want to act. But if your director doesn't know how to direct, now I have to direct. And now everybody's going to think I'm an asshole because <laughs> I know what this is supposed to look like yeah. and how long this should take. This goes even to sketches. When oh, I'm doing yeah. a bunch of sketches, I began only shooting by myself because I'm like, if I see somebody shooting and they're taking too long with these angles and a video can only be a minute, I'm like, why are we doing all right. of this? So mm-hmm. it becomes... I should have to stay with the hat that I come in with. So don't make me have to switch hats because I know how to do every job and I don't want to be that guy, but let's just stay focused. And the last pet peeve in this business is when everybody doesn't get treated like a star. And I mean that in the sense of when I go do uh, a stage sitcom where it's like, you know, you got the audience, they treat everybody with respect and love. Hell, you're, hey, hey, even if you got one line, two lines, whatever. Mm-hmm. If I've, I went to this one, uh, I had this one gig and they, like the director wasn't talking to me like I was Clayton Thomas. Like he was talking to me like, all right, so, you know, you're guest starring. And I'm like, fam, do you know how much I'm getting paid to guest star? You better mm-hmm. respect what the fuck I need to say to you right. because I'm not doing the line like this. I want to do it like this. Well, you know, the network, I'm like, the network hired me because they wanted me to do this shit. So trust me. Yeah. And it ended up going my way. But it was one of those things like, did we have to okay, go here? through this? Yeah. To take it a step further. It's also one of my pet peeves. I hate it when people are disrespectful to people yeah. on set. Like, come on. Yeah. But the reason is, 
I hate it when people are disrespectful to people in life. Mm. Yeah. People try and make set like it's this separate bubble where you're supposed to, you can behave differently. Like you can walk on as just Shanti, but now that I'm on set and I'm number one on the call sheet, Mm -hmm. bitch, go get me this and go get me that. Mm -hmm. What? Why do I get to behave that way just because I'm on set? Yeah. And then why do you get to treat a perfectly lovely person who's a school teacher who came to Mm. set to be your extra? Go stand over there. I told you to stand. Cross when I tell you to cross. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Like Mm -hmm. that's what you see all the time. And, and I just really don't understand that. I don't understand why there should be disrespect in any form ever in life. Like you don't need to be rude to somebody who asks for change on the street. If you don't have it, you say, I'm sorry, I don't have it. Mm-hmm. If we could all just, you know, come at life with just a level of I will not be disrespectful yeah. to you, I think it would solve a lot of problems. Were you ever an extra? I was an extra. Give me the show. Okay. What did I extra on? It was music video stuff to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What artists? Well, um, I first was an extra with Diddy on a bunch of stuff, but then I became one of the Diddy girls. Um, what? Yeah, I know. That's cool. Crazy. Um, so it was a lot of, uh, in the music industry, I think is even worse than the entertainment mm. industry as far as the way they treat people. Different mm. set of rules. Mm-hmm. And then I was an extra on Boston Legal. Do you guys what? remember that show? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, they were actually really nice to us. I love Shot McBride. I'm a huge Shot McBride Yeah, fan. yeah. He oh, was man. wonderful. He was really nice. I was an extra on a lot of other stuff I'm just forgetting, but it, they... For the most part, they literally treat you like cattle. There's a giant yeah. room that you're supposed to be in, and they, if you leave it, they like yell at you like you're a kindergartner mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to leave the room. And I get it. They're trying to make sure that they know where people are, but there's just you add that respect. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Can you not leave without telling us? As opposed to you're not allowed to leave. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. I'm Lincoln still a human Heights. being. Like, I'm still a human. Yeah. Lincoln Heights with um with. Oh a, wow. Man, my his name is blanking me right. First of all, Reginald Hornsby, but beyond Reginald, um. He's married to Tia Maori. Corey oh, Harvey. Corey. Man, yeah. Corey, so this, they're treating us like trash being these extras. This is my first week in LA. I'm doing this extra work. And um, they say, hey, hey, y'all don't eat the food with the uh, cast. Yeah. Y'all got to wait till they eat. I'm like, who what? the fuck? That's wait. just a thing. I'm like, that's the food that I want. We got to wait until they eat it. <laughs> right, right. So we uh, then they were like, and don't talk to the cast. I'm like, hey, fam, I don't know who you're talking to, but I'm a fan of this motherfucker. I got to go tell Corey <laughs> that I'm a fan. I go up to him and say, hey, man, you are amazing, brother. He's like, thank you, man. He was like, yeah, yeah, where you from? And we start talking a little bit. We get done. I go back to the extras area. What were you doing? Oh, I was talking to Corey. He cool, man. Yeah. Um, you don't look. I'm gonna let it slide this time. But you can't <laughs> oh talk to the stars. I'm like, I'm a star, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you might be one day, but you can't do. And I was like, that was my first and last day ever being an extra. It's rough. It's like never. A, that's why I respect it so much. I wasn't kidding. There was a woman on our set um, for Bronx SIU who was a school teacher. Mm-hmm. So she does every day. And I was watching the way that people were talking to her even on mm-hmm. our set. And it really, you know, I this is when I said something because. I know you're busy and yeah. I know you just need her to go stand over there. Mm-hmm. But like, and I don't know why it affected. I think it's because my mom's a school teacher. Mm-hmm. That's probably is. why I was yeah. just like, if she came onto this set just for fun to experience being an yeah. extra, don't talk to her that way. Great right. point. You experience know? being extra. Yeah. yeah. Well, they treat you like you're a prop. They right. don't treat you like you're a human being. Right. It's right. like, go sit here the same way. I'd be like, put this water bottle right here. Exactly. That's how they treat you on set. When and you're at the same it's like time. a sense of urgency. They yeah. need you to do it now. Mm-hmm. But again, you just add the respect in, just the please. I love a good respect for everybody, but I will say this in defense of some of those ADs. Uh-oh. Some of these extras be out of control. Like we, so true. We gotta be honest. Some of these extras come on there like they number one on the call sheet. It's 100% true. And I'm like, hey fam, you are extra. That means we got who we need. <laughs> 
there's a great <laughs> skit about that, actually, that like Justin, I think it was on SNL or oh Justin Timberlake and, or maybe Jimmy Fallon, mm -hmm. they do it and they're having like this whole big scene in the background yeah. while like the cast is there and like they're in the background just being like, yeah, like being you're extra. like being a hella extra as an actor. Man, we so. got everybody we need. Oh, you man. are literally extra people. Anyway, I just um, fell out. That's the, <laughs> that was a lot. Um, no, who are some true. people? Who are some people that you admire in this business? I admire Charlize Theron so Ooh. much. Great choice. I admire how she got into the business. Mm -hmm. I admire who she has been every day since. Mm -hmm. I admire the roles she takes, but I also met her. And Say she, word. yeah, she was. Um, I was, a, I was a pussycat doll, and she came and did a show with us. And um, she's a phenomenal dancer. Mm -hmm. And so she just, I think she was with us for like three or four days, and is everything you want her to be. You know wow. what I mean? Like, just doesn't disappoint. Is more beautiful in person. Yeah. Is kinder. Mm -hmm. Is you know was just changing right there in front of all of us. You know, like just that wonderful. Gorgeous skin, mm. yeah, yeah. She's yeah, she's my favorite, and I still idolize her because meeting her made me like her more. And that's she's technically rare. an African American. She sure is more than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hilarious. She's Charlotte more African American <laughs> than all of us, oh, yeah. right? She is more African American. So now, uh, who are some actors that you have worked with that you have had horrible times with? You don't have to give their name. I was gonna say, you know, I can't say that. Mm. I've, I've had some big ones, and it usually comes down to. The, the unprofessionalism like you look around and you're like how did how have you made it this far in this industry yeah. you don't know your lines mm -mm. you don't care about the character at mm -mm. all um but what i've also learned is that a lot of times that has to do with with um things that you're not aware of like mm -hmm. whatever negotiation went on in, in went on before they even got to the project yeah they already came in with a mindset of i, I you know f this i don't want to mm -hmm. do it so, but it's unfair because they're they're kind of shitting on everybody else who's yeah. really there to work hard. So um, I try and be understanding, but at the same time, it's like you know you're 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 fucking with my life now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is what I want. Mm -hmm. But I've, I've worked with a lot of people like that. There's a lot of actors in Hollywood that are they only care about what they want to care about mm -hmm. the jobs that they think will get them somewhere. Yeah. And that is so frustrating to work with. Sure. I hope they hear this and remember that it's not just about you and mm -hmm. how much you're making other people have spent time and energy to get to where they are too. Yeah. It's also about remembering the journey. Yeah. For me, I fell back in love with stand-up comedy last night. I was watching uh, I was watching this video uh, of this comedian named Dave Hellum and this brother is one of the funniest people I've ever seen. Like I'm talking about he's so creative that I watched a video of his doing stand-up and I fell in love with stand-up again. I'm like, oh, man, wow. I've been doing this so long, you stop thinking about the art and you just start thinking about, okay, how much am I getting paid for this show? Mm -hmm. When is the next date here? How big is the audience? Although, even if it's a small audience or a big audience, I've always given them my 110% humor, but it's just like, you still in your head, like, all right, I'm not gonna give them the A material because they sound like they're not yeah. even laughing hard. Do you change your jokes based on, like, do you not give away a really good joke if the audience isn't feeling it? Oh, if the audience isn't feeling it, you know in the first 30 seconds, just off of certain things that you say that you're going to say again in your set. Mm -hmm. Like, I might throw a curse word out there, and if they don't react to the curse word, I'm like, oh, you're shit. Like, oh, they shit, gotta, this is going to be rough. This is going to be a wild one. <laughs> and um, so I don't change it up unless I'm doing, um, if I'm performing in front of 80-year-old white people, 
they're not going to get the references that I would use in right. an all black environment, but I'm not yeah. changing the material. I'm just changing the delivery. Gotcha. Or I'm going to change how hard I hit this specific punchline because it's like, okay, I know you what's going to happen. Performed in the Hamptons. Was that, uh, what oh, audience Hampton, was that? Oh my God. The like, Hamptons, you would think would be all white people. I was wondering. And I am very happy to say that it was all black people in the Hamptons. Oh. There were uh, doctors and lawyers, uh, some very famous actors that I can't say their name apparently because I couldn't post a picture of them. What? Uh, oh, shame on like them. An no, I understood because it was a very private thing, but um, they were all old. And I say oh. that to say, so when I'm performing, I'm oh. like, oh, great, this is black people. I'm about to kill this shit. <laughs> I get up there and for the first 10 minutes, it's like crickets. And I'm like, hey, look, y'all, y'all not about to fuck up my first time in the Hamptons. Okay? <laughs> the money that they were paying me, I figured they should have laughed the hardest out of anybody because it's the right. most I had ever been paid for one show and I was only supposed to do 20 minutes mm-hmm. and I'm talking about the thousands were crazy. It made oh, me wow. look at other comedy uh, shows like, look, fam. Um, <laughs> I'm not available. <laughs> I'm not you doing know what I show. just got paid in the Hamptons yeah. last weekend? To remind you, we're kicking it with Clayton. You got Sherelle Patrice. You got hey. Shanti Lyra. We got hey, Darren. Hey. We got my man Young Waz. Now, uh, yeah, the Hamptons were crazy, but I, I had to tone it down Mm-hmm. And they ended up laughing extremely hard, but not as hard as I wanted them to. And when I came off, one of the women who was the youngest woman there, who was like 46, <laughs> and she was like, let me tell you something. They're not used to going around comedy. Like, what you got out of us was like a standing ovation. I'm like, oh, thank oh, you. You know what would have been great? Know. A fucking standing ovation. <laughs> like, so you couldn't give me that. But. Yeah, but they were fun. But it was uh, it was different. I was just glad to see so many black people in the Hamptons, so prominent and so just wealthy. The stuff that I saw, mm incredible oh, took I tans. love seeing that yeah. yeah had to take tans you can't oh, go to no life-changing shit and not take your lady oh yeah <sighs> do you take her ever what, like do you guys yeah go i mean we go every time well? uh because i don't like to travel she loves to travel mm-hmm. so yeah, i'll kill you if you went somewhere and didn't take exactly her. <laughs> i booked a gig in fiji a couple years ago and she went with me to fiji Oh then, yeah, and you stayed inside the whole time. Oh yeah, I you? tried to stay in the hotel the entire Are you time. Serious? She wanted to go around the townspeople. I'm like, listen, now nah, I'm not going <laughs> outside this room. And we went for like two hours, and it was just like I hated it because I you just like the townspeople. Don't go around those townspeople. The Fijians, I ain't got time um, to be around the Fijians. Even no offense to Fijians that oh, may man. possibly be. I don't know if you know this. Fiji is full of black people. Yes, they no, do. Fiji water, like these are, they look exactly like us. Mm-hmm. They are black. I didn't know that because they don't want you to know that. Oh. They want you to think. Oh, really? I didn't Fiji know. Fiji is white. I didn't think it was white. I thought it was like very brown. I thought it was like browns. Like, like. Oh, they brown. They black as hell is what they are. <laughs> I love the Fiji people. We got a caller. Caller, you on the line. You kicking it with Clayton. Who am I talking to? I say, caller, you on the line. Who am I talking to? You're talking to Bo from the beach. <laughs> Hey, Bo Thompson. How you doing? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Hello, Cheryl. She's saying hello, Cheryl. Oh, hi, Cheryl. Yes, that's me. Yes. Hello, Kicking It with Clayton crew. How y'all doing today? We are incredible. Bo Bo Thompson is my favorite caller. This is a fact. Uh, Bo Thompson, let me ask you, what was your favorite Christmas? What happened? Uh, My favorite Christmas was when I could pick out whatever I wanted for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, what'd you pick and out? That was everything. <laughs> and that was that was my tradition thereafter, even now. Well, that's a good Christmas. Yeah, don't surprise me with nothing. Ask me, give me, ask me for some suggestions and I'll give you some. Mm-hmm. So do they just take you to the mall or you give them the suggestions and then they can pick from there? Well, 
my dad just told me to go pick out whatever I wanted and tell him how much it cost. Mm-hmm. Wow, you really do so have I it would, good. So <laughs> I would come back and give him a list and he would give me the money and I would go get what I picked out. Mm. Well, good you for go. you, Bo. Yeah, that's well, a good right, situation. I love y'all show. Number one fan from the D. Keep doing what you do, Cheryl. Thank you. Nice to meet you, Bo. All right. All right. You as well. Take care. You Bye. too. Bye. Thanks, Bo. Bye. <laughs> That's when you know you made it, when they call you by your character name. <laughs> <laughs> she plays Cheryl on Family Cheryl. Time. She ain't Charlie. She is Cheryl, apparently. Uh, yeah. Um, so now I want to get to worst date ever. What was your worst Ooh. date ever? What happened? Gosh, I don't, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say on Oh, you can radio. say everything. Oh, I can say everything? Yeah. Oh, I've been, like, censoring myself. No. Um, okay, so I met this guy... Um, that morning like getting coffee and it was one of those like we see each other and mm-hmm. it like you know butterflies like mm-hmm. this he's looking at me and, and oh my god he asked for my number like that never happens i was never hit on I really was, yeah i was the the ugly brown girl for most of my oh, childhood tell them where you're from that's why this yeah. is not picking up for people because they can't <laughs> imagine a beautiful girl not being approached tell them where you're yeah, from boulder colorado i was mm-hmm. born and raised and i like literally never got asked out on a date mm-hmm. and so i was i had been in la for you know six months or something and this really good looking guy like asks me out and um we exchanged numbers and we're gonna go out that night and so i'm, I'm just like thrilled <laughs> And I put on, I had like this, um, like this red bandana kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I had done my hair, what I thought was really cute. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was terrible. But the first thing he says is, yo, you got to take that off. We're when you Something about we're going to get shot. You look like what? you have blood. And I was like, oh, oh, God. Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, you don't tell a black girl to change her hair. It right. takes us an hour. No, like, yeah. that's not going to change. So already it was like real strange. Mm. And then just in the car on the way to the restaurant, he out of nowhere tells me that uh, he hasn't dated anyone since his girlfriend. And unfortunately they had to break up even though they were in love because he was just too big. He kept tearing her. You know how that is. I just looked at wow. him straight. Wait. Oh, he yeah. was talking about his size. Yeah. But it he, took me a moment. I was like too big. I was like, huh? Yeah. That's exactly what it was with me. I couldn't understand what he was talking about. I just kept tearing her. You know how it is. And wow. just looking at me. And I just That's said, crazy. I just said, can you pull over? I got, <laughs> <laughs> it oh was just God. like, it was too much. You're just like, why would you tell me that? Why would you be, you're proud of the fact that you tore a girl up? Like, that's what it seemed like. So you, pull, he pulled Ugh. over and you got out the car. I sure did. And you called a cab and got out of there. Yeah. I don't even remember. You dodged a bullet with that. That's crazy. How about that? <laughs> Yeah. So obviously you went on a date with a crip because uh, apparently he didn't like the blood. He didn't like situation. that red bandana. Yeah. Wow. Um, Sherelle, give it to me. Worst date ever. I've been catfished before. Oh, <gasps> tell me about it. Oh, please. Um, it was when I lived in New York when I was at NYU, and there was someone who pretended to be this rapper that lived, and it was like an independent rapper, so it wasn't like, but like up and coming or something, and. He like like made up a whole story. Like he would pretend to be in the studio. He would like have me talk to his manager. Like he created this whole life. So, I mean, I and and, and we met online. So it was like before we had like started actually mm-hmm. meeting in person. And then it ended up I met him, and I was kind of like, you don't. Quite 
quite look like this person, mm. but you could be like it was a the close enough semblance. And I was mm. like, because you know how sometimes you see people in person and like you hit a good angle or whatever, and it's like that's how you look. So I was kind of like, and he had, but I was wondering. I was like, we were inside, and he had sunglasses on and a winter cap and a, mm. a big jacket. And I was like, why does he still have all of this on? <laughs> and I, but I was just like, okay, it's a little cold, and like I get cold really easily. So I was like, maybe he's just chilly. Um, and then mm. the crazy thing is I ended up meeting the real person mm. and I was somewhere where the real person was and he didn't speak to me. And you're like, how rude. And I was like, <laughs> this is rude. I was like, we're supposed to be like talking and you're just going to act like I'm not here and like you don't know who I am. And But I was kind of like, is this... And then eventually I realized like he, he never was, met you. He doesn't know. Did you did you hit up the other guy and tell him you knew what was going on? So I eventually so it's crazy. I ended up like meeting the real person and like <laughs> introducing myself um cuz I I like went up to him eventually and I was like cuz it was like a small circle and at that time I was working for Vibe magazine and I was like an intern so mm. I was like I ended up going to like these industry like artist events mm -hmm. and so I ended up finally like speaking to the real person and like talking to him as if I knew him and then that's when it all clicked and everything <laughs> and then eventually I like confronted the other person and he thought it was hilarious he was like you believed me and you wow. like wow. like he got the biggest kick out of it but then still like wanted to talk to me afterwards and like wanted to like go on dates and i was just like no it like you're definitely crazy. not <laughs> did you date the independent rapper i did uh-huh i was gonna say out. i could tell i could tell as well <laughs> I, definitely she said, I don't know if you caught it when she was, she was like yeah it's crazy because i end up so anyway, I, I, I think she about to say she fucked that rapper. Anyway, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's hey, as long as that's it worked out for you, baby girl. So uh, as we get to one of wait, my wait, wait, what about your what oh, about your situation? Oh, one of my worst dates yeah. ever. Yeah. Uh, my worst date ever. I was still in Detroit. I was 18 years old, and uh, my mom had this. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> my mom had Are you blushing? this. I don't. I don't think because I've ever this seen is a crazy story. <laughs> oh wow! My mom had this 1995 Contour. Okay, it was a Ford Contour. It was on its last leg. It was overheating all the time. She took us to the mechanic. We thought that the problem was fixed. Anyway, um, I meet this girl, and this is right when Jay Z talking about, "Yo, I ain't rocking, uh, blah blah blah, rocking button ups, right?" So everybody was wearing button ups. So I went and bought me a button up from the mall. It was a white button up that I thought was, you know, a cool button up, but it mm -hmm. was a suit shirt button up. Uh. It wasn't a regular casual wear button up. Right. I didn't know that until I put it on. So I meet this girl. I say, hey, yo, what's up? She's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, yo, um, I'm just walking up with so much sauce. I'm like, yo, I want to go to the movies tonight. You want to go with me? And she was like, oh, uh, yeah, let's, let's go to the movies. I'm like, bet. I pick you up at, I don't know, 5 o'clock. And she was like, okay. I get the address, get my mom's contour. I go pick the girl up. I have bought myself some brand new Nikes, okay? Ooh. I got the Nikes. I got the button-up shirt that I put on, and it realizes it's a suit shirt, which means that it's a little bit more Long. fitted oh, than it was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And your boy was a lot chubby in high school, so oh. I'm not tripping, though, because I got the hat on. I got the, J, you know, this Nikes. So I go pick her up. We go to the movies, and you know, I'm thinking we're having a cool time. I got my arm around her. I'm like, yeah, so, you know, maybe we could... uh you know, do something else. She was like, oh, well, I really got to get back home because my boyfriend is expecting me to come back. <gasps> I say, um, no, I said, what she now? didn't. I said, could you say that one more time? She was like, yeah, my boyfriend. I just told him I was going to the movies real quick. And I was like, do you tell him you were going with me? And she was like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I take her back to the crib. 
her boyfriend is standing in the doorway. Oh, wow. And he's like, hey, man, thanks for taking her to that movie because I didn't want to see that shit. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Uh. They both, like, got you. Oh, my God. They, like, tag say, that is, you. Like, that's, that's amazing. I looked, I'm proud of them. He was like, I'm about to save this $10. Like. <laughs> I was like, hey, man, it's, you know, it's all good. It was a good movie, man. And he was like, yeah, man, hey, you take care of yourself. And I was like, all right, then, boy. And that was, uh, was just very uncomfortable. My Worst cheeks date. hurt just smiling, <laughs> picturing that. Worst date ever. But oh, then you have those scenarios. That wasn't even a date, though. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really qualify. Took a woman out to yeah, a movie and then dropped her, her off movie. to her oh, boyfriend. Oh, I didn't mention like, the best part. The best part is once I picked her up, before we got to the movie, my the contour broke down. <laughs> So it broke down on the side of the freeway. That was your sign. Yeah, it was broke down. That was God trying to warn you. I called my mom. I say, Ma, I got this girl, and the car broke down, and she had this brand-new 2004 Grand Prix that she never let anybody drive because, you know, it's the brand-new car. She was like, well, well, come back and get my car. And I was like, the Grand Prix? And she was like, yes. I'm like, thank you, Ma. So I got the Grand Prix and ended up. Oh, God. And you bought the new shoes and the new shirt. That's really sad. Very unfortunate. But, uh, you know. But then you have those scenarios. Good, at least. I don't even remember the movie. You don't remember the movie? No. Oh, man. That's too bad. I do remember the movie that uh, I had an awkward scenario. This is an awkward date. Uh, My mother, I was dating. Well, I wasn't dating her. She was my best friend (laughs) in junior high school. And. She, uh, I wanted to take her Freudian out to, the, to a date, right? So my mom was dating this guy who's been in my life since I was a kid, right? And my mom, and he was like, yo, let's go to the movies. And she was like, yeah, let's go. And I was like, yeah, could y'all take me and my date to the movies? And he was like, how about this? We could double date. Y'all go see y'all movie, Ooh. we go see our movie. Because it just yeah. meant we were riding yeah. together, yeah. not yeah. on no creepy shit. Anyway, so um, I'm like, cool. So I get the girl, we bring her in everything, and we get to the movies, and we're in the movie. And I know this is going to sound fucked up. Okay. My friend had the guy that she liked meet us at the movie. No, she didn't. So now me and the girl oh. at the movies and he's there and my what? mom and her boyfriend at the other movie and it's time to go. And I'm like, uh, well, that, <laughs> um, that wasn't very eventful at all. So I got played a lot when I was yeah, the good guy. Did. And I immediately became the bad guy because oh. I realized that's what was getting results. Women mm. like bad boys. Women like the guy. Yeah. I, wanted the to be, I wanted to be the guy that was standing in the doorway after she get going on a date. <laughs> yeah. And I became him. And it was great. But not really. You didn't become him. You just you just stopped being the guy who got used. But you're not like the bad guy with tan. You're no, right. I'm not the bad yeah. guy anymore. I mean, I went through yeah. the period where I was just like trash. Like I'd be Aww. like, hey, uh, let's link up. And she's like, oh, well, yeah, where you want to take me? I'm like, well, to my, my apartment is here. <laughs> and she was like, I want to go out. I'm like, you should go out and let me know Wait, when you, you get Wait, you really done. for real deal said that, though? Yeah, I, buy I that. was that guy. Yeah, I oh, buy that. Wow. And let me tell you something. It got so much action and so many results. Oh, that's so fucked up. Way more what? than when I was ever the good guy nice guys yeah. don't win because women are so insecure they want that attention they want that person who mm-hmm. who doesn't want you to want you yep. right it's and like it's we so want to win like we yeah. want to be like oh i finally got him yeah, don't do it yeah. any women who are listening don't do it yeah get you find you there's still some nice guys out there if you can find them ladies and hopefully the nice guy is not out of his patience because usually when a woman wants the good guy is when yeah. she's done 40 (laughs) 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 she's either in her 40s or been ran through and it's time for her to settle down so let me ask you something were you the bad guy when you met Tange and she turned you or had you already decided you didn't want to be that bad guy anymore 
I was the bad guy when she met. I was coming out of being a bad guy. That's what I was going to say. It's it's not that women have to find the good guy or the bad guy. You just yeah. have to demand the respect of yourself, and that man um, will become whatever he needs something. to be to be with you. She, Absolutely. T- to Tangent's credit, she would not allow me to be the, like, yeah. I just wanted to smash Tangent. We just do our thing. You take care of yourself. We're friends, but, you know, smash. And she was like, no, you're going to get to know me. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we start going to events that she wanted to go to, and she started teaching me about smoothies i had never had a smoothie before <laughs> time, and all of this incredible stuff and we began dating and we fell for each other because she would not accept the bullshit that i was giving yeah. other girls mm-hmm. and i think that's the lesson mm-hmm. not that you have to teach a man anything but you just teach him what you will and won't allow yeah that right. is you don't have to teach him anything except you do teach the world everybody what you will or will not yeah. allow what is acceptable it kind of goes back to what we were talking about on set whether people say things to you, mm-hmm. like it's up to you whether you are going to allow that. Yeah. We can't keep letting it be up to other people to step in. Mm-hmm. And just like you can't assume that it's the man's job to treat you the right way. It's your job mm-hmm. to tell him how you will or will not be treated. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and and while we at it, ladies, stop telling. I'm seeing so many memes of women saying, yeah, a man got to do this. He got to do that. How about you show us that you can take care of yourself? And then you will find a man who, if he wants to, help you. But don't make that a requirement for a man to take care of you because then you get in a relationship for the wrong reason. But I agree. But at the same time, I do believe a man's supposed to be a provider. Like, I believe that the man... I do, too, back in 1955. First of all, okay. No? <laughs> I got to say I'm with you, Clayton. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think there are roles anymore for no. people. Well, no. I mean, like, I, I kind of... I mean, I am a little bit of a traditionalist in terms of, like, relationship because I do feel that... No, you're not. Am I not? You know how you're not? not? Because you broke up with two guys that were trying to traditionally take you home. They weren't the right ones. So I did what was best for them and Mm -hmm. myself. If you're not Mm -hmm. the right one, just because you traditionally want to do this and this this is what I would want, why waste each other's time for something that isn't the right fit? I think that's fair and respectful. Who is the guy that you want and he wants you, but he doesn't believe in the tradition that you believe Mm. in? Then well, it depends what tradition him. Okay, like, what like, if it's like marriage? He just doesn't believe in marriage. It's not his thing. He wants ooh, to be committed example. to you 100%, but mm-hmm. marriage to him is just a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. It's just not something he can get behind. So, okay, so here's where I veer away from tradition. Oh, so, okay. it's here, but okay. Oh. So, okay, I'm like a walking contradiction. So just... Yes. <laughs> as, as all women are. <laughs> so, okay, so I am a person that I don't know if marriage is right for me. I mm-hmm. could see myself just having a life partner and being like, I don't necessarily know if having the confines and saying we have this piece of paper and we have this mm-hmm. like sacred sanctimony and, and ceremony and all this stuff and legally together. Um, I could see myself being with a life partner. Just committed mm-hmm. to and committed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think at the same time, if I know, this is for me, if I mm-hmm. know that I'm running the relationship and I'm in the male road, then I'm probably going to end up like... Not respecting him. And exactly. resentful. Right. right. And so I I know for me, sometimes I want a man that's going to put me in my place. Mm-hmm. If not, because I'm going to challenge him and I'm going to see where my boundaries are. And until he says, slow your roll, I'm the man in this, I'm going to keep running with that. So for me, I do want a man that's going to be like a provider and take care of stuff. Now that doesn't mean I'm not going to take care of like I bring in my own money. I provide, I have great Mm -hmm. credit. I do all of that at the same time. I do still want a man that's going to take that role. And then from there we can, 
You don't deviate. want that. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. You just said the key word that you bring in your own money and that you have no problem taking care of things. What women don't realize is I want you to be happy. If any man can take care of you, that's great. What you need to realize is a man taking care of you financially when he's paying for everything and taking care of the crib and he's taking care of all of that, that comes with a list of things that you can now no longer do. There might be a relationship that you're in where he's like, oh, yeah, you going out with your girls? Nah, be back by 8 o'clock. What? We leaving at 8. Well, it looks like you're going to be taking care of your phone bill, your but car note, and the rent. just because he takes care of certain things financially doesn't mean I don't take care of certain things financially. He mm-hmm. may pay for the mortgage, and maybe I pay for the utilities. So, Or he may have the, the car note, but then I I got the weekend car. You know, so you know, it may be... Have, I don't but know. That's, a, that's a half and a half relationship. Everybody should have that. You're talking about a man taking care of you. A man taking care of you comes with a list of demands, and there are those relationships like that. Right, you're talking like a sugar daddy yeah. who's straight up like, this is the relationship. This I will give you money. I take care I, of this apartment, yeah. and you come in, and nobody can visit. That's yeah. what a lot of the okay, women so then really I guess want. I don't want a man to completely take care you of me. You shouldn't. I do want my freedom, and I like right. my freedom. Yeah. Anyone that tries to do that is not going to be a fit for yeah. me. But I do feel still like in terms of some roles, like head of a household thing and what and whatnot. Like I, for me, I want to feel like I have a man and a backbone in the house, you know, and sure. someone that's going to be that head of the household to kind of. To do what exactly? Just that title? Because think, what you listed was half and half. I think what she's saying is it's a sense. It's like a feeling of, I honestly don't think, like if you were with a man who was really good at his job, was mm-hmm. was working all the time, but just maybe wasn't bringing in as much money as you and you were comfortable, mm-hmm. I don't think it would bother you at all. Mm-hmm. As long as he was at home filling that, that sense of, being someone who's taking care of things at home, the strength, maybe that's the man. what it is. Yeah, like more of a sense than an actual. Yeah, I, I don't think women are as obsessed with with men taking care of us financially as it seems like sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just a matter of a man who's really going out there and working and making yeah, that gotta effort. Yeah, respect that. Yeah, you can respect that, and I think most women would. It's not your ideal to you know be struggling and taking care Mm-mm. of a man, but I think most women would have no problem doing it if that man was. Um, you know, really going after something. Like, yeah. let's say he's in law school, right? Mm-hmm. And he's he's trying to be a lawyer, but right now he's not making anything. Yeah. And who knows if he ever will? Maybe he's going to be pro bono. And and mm-hmm. but you could respect a man who's out there doing what doing that and and um, you know, putting himself out there in the community. There's something to respect there. Let I me mean, ask you this: Is and I'm gonna wrap this up. Are you the type of woman to meet a guy who has nothing? and help him build financially and you take care of exactly she yes. says no ladies yes, if she's shaking her head no now let me tell you something i can honestly say that when i got with tange i was making nothing she mm-hmm. was taking care of everything everywhere that we went she would take care of she was cooking she was doing all of this stuff and then i started getting blessed and then my money took on a life of its own because so, she could see as anyone could looking at you that you are not going to sit around waiting for no. things to happen it might not have happened at that point yet yeah. but you were on a, your way somewhere mm-hmm. whether that was going to be easy you're going to just get discovered tomorrow yeah. or whether you're going to be scraping by day by day she knew you were always going to be after it and you know and i'm glad that she stuck in there because it could have went the other way i could have not mm-hmm. done those things but i say that to say a lot of women want this ready-made thing and what you don't realize is if you go after the ready-made thing the guy who's readily made isn't going to want you because you haven't been there for the journey however you have somebody who's been there for the journey and been <laughs> down with you when they had nothing is going to want I, to create a kingdom with you 
get not that. I've just been there before, and I'm. I just feel like I'm not 20 anymore. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a woman. I'm in my prime. I hear you. I don't have that time of time to waste in it because there's men that get on, and this is me. I'm gonna also speak as the perspective of a brown woman, as a oh, black shit. woman, because sometimes when you're with a, a male, a black male, mm-hmm. they get on, and then they want to switch up what yeah. they have, yeah. and I'm just, I'm just not here for that. And it's like not to say that, that's every man, but it's just like. I'm not. I don't want to go through that journey while I'm in my prime and I'm sitting there supporting someone that struggles. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I have to hustle. Like I have a full time corporate job. I have my social media. Mm-hmm. I go on auditions, so I do a lot. You understand and the hustle. I understand yeah. that, and as a result, though, and so I just. I can't do it. Like, I hear you. I, I respect I that, and I definitely am not taking that for granted. And you should have somebody who has their stuff together at this certain age because you're not a kid anymore in the sense of an 18-year-old girl who can do that. But at the same time, you have to realize that things that come with that. Shanti Lauren, yeah. how can we find you? What's coming up for you? Um, yeah, check out on uh, Amazon Prime, Bronx SIU, season one. The first eight episodes are up. Nice. Check it out yeah. so you can be ready for SIU Vengeance, which is which is coming. Ooh, I like the title. I know. I do, too. Um, so Shanti Lowry, at Shanti Lowry for Instagram, Facebook, S-H-A-N-T-I. I love it. Yeah. And you can catch L-O-W-R-Y. it on Amazon Prime. I'm right. doing that tonight. Yeah, as well. I do like, want to like, like go binge watch you. Like, I want to binge watch How can we show? find you? What's coming up for you? Oh, me. Okay, my bad. Um, (laughs) uh, At Sherelle Patrice, um, across all my social media, Sherelle Patrice, Mm -hmm. and and that's Patrice, P-A-T-R-I-C-E. I'm going to be on stage. I do musical improv, so I'm kind of in between UCB and the clubhouse Mm -hmm. and doing a bunch of shows kind of mainly. It'll be coming up next year in in January and whatnot. But if you're on Instagram, Twitter, mainly Instagram, and if you like funny videos, I do comedy videos. I'm going to check it out for sure. I love it. Yes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you as always. This has been a last show of the year. To all of the listeners, I want to thank you guys for being faithful listeners. Uh, you can as well donate to the show if you are interested in supporting us that way. Everybody who listens on every platform where you can hear podcasts, we appreciate you. Dash, Dash Comedy, we thank you. Wise, always a pleasure. I love your work. Darren, you're doing your goddamn thing. I hope you find somebody, but you probably won't until next year. Everybody. Wish him well. We're kicking it with Clay. <laughs> Get up, up on my GQ, and I'ma make you take it off.